DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Well, y'all done came a long way. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. This platform, the reach y'all have that you've earned, makes space for somebody like me. You guys have a direct line to the culture. Oh, my God. read about the breakfast club really? every morning That's good. you guys are trending every uh, you know i drag my ass out of bed i'm like uh what happened on the breakfast club today get, get your ass up. good morning usa yo 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 good morning angela yee good morning dj envy charlamagne the god peace to the planet it's tuesday Yes, it's Tuesday. Good morning. We back. Second day of the week. Nobody ever says that. You don't ever hear nobody say second day of the week, but it is. Is it really the third day? It's actually the third day. That is true, because Sunday is the first day. We don't count Sunday as the first day, but it is. I usually count Monday as the first day. Yes. The day you actually have to go to work. But Sunday is actually the first day of the week. Mm -hmm. So it's the the third day of the week. Third day of the week, y'all! Woo! Just me? Okay. Sounds exciting. All right, all right, guys. Uh, I didn't hit like that. Okay. Mm-mm. Just to give you guys a heads up, next week is Chinese New Year, February 1st, and it is going to be the year of the tiger. So. What's that mean? Um, Actually, the year of the tiger is supposed to be good financially for people because tigers are very aggressive in that. So there's all kinds of Tigers rituals. make a lot of money. The only tiger I ever know got paid was Woods and um the dude on the Frosty Flakes box. Well, Tony the Tiger? Yeah, there you go. What up in I think rack, it's a tiger, not a dude. Rack City, dude. Rack, rack City, that tiger. Tiger. Too. I don't really count him as a tiger, tiger. Mm-hmm. He's not a tiger, He's tiger. A tiger. He's more of a tigger. Because no. of the way it's spelled, T-Y-G-A. All right, big tiger. But he made money, though. <laughs> he made money. But yes. Tiger Woods and Tony the Tiger, definitely the most paid tigers that we know. If if Tony the if Tony the Tiger's getting residuals and royalties off being off them fraud the flick boxes, if I he has only Tiger was it extremely well for himself though. He did, but if Ty, if Tony the Tiger is making money off fraud the flicks, if he got only the fraud flicks, he got Tiger Woods. We got to call Peter. I don't know how they treating Tony the Tiger on that box like that. If Tony don't got no ownership, he needs some equity in fraud the flicks. That'd be a damn shame, right? Mm-mm-mm. All right, well let's get the show cracking. All right. Front page news, what we talking about? Well, let's talk about the federal trial for three ex-officers charged in George Floyd's killing has started. So we'll give you some updates. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. And shout to Isaac Hayes III. He'll be joining us this morning. He's the uh, founder and CEO fan base. of Fanbase, right? which is a free monetized social network that allows anyone to make money off their a, content. And a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of our listeners are, are invested in Fanbase, so mm-hmm. y'all should tune in this morning. That's right. Now, Fanbase has photo, video, audio, chat, mm-hmm. uh, live stories, uh, all types of things. So we'll talk to him a little later. But let's get into some front page news. Where we start, Yeezy? Well, let's start with the federal trial that started yesterday for three ex-officers charged in George Floyd's killing. That is for J. Alexander Kong, Thomas Lane, and Toe Tao. They're being charged with deprivation of rights under color of law for allegedly failing to give George Floyd medical aid. That happened on May 25th, 2020. They're also, Toe and Kong are also being charged with failing to intervene in Chauvin's use of unreasonable force as he kneeled on George Floyd's neck and back for over nine minutes. If you guys recall, uh, Derek Chauvin actually went to trial uh, last year. So that murder trial was in state court last year. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yesterday was uh, opening statements. The prosecutor spoke for about 30 minutes, saying the three committed federal crimes when they ignored George Floyd's repeated pleas of I can't breathe. He said each, she said each made a conscious choice over and over again. Mm-hmm. Now the defense mm-hmm. is arguing that uh, this is many of the arguments that Chauvin made in his state murder trial. They said that George Floyd was on drugs and resisting arrest and that the officers had insufficient training and that there was more to the story than the viral bystander video showed. That trial does resume at 10.30 a.m. today. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. Now, uh, let's talk about Lauren Smithfield. She's a 23-year-old black woman. She was found unresponsive in her home. And this was on December 12, 2021. This was in Bridgeport, Connecticut. A Bridgeport Police Department officer, uh, called, they said uh, they called the uh, individual called the police. It was a man that she had met on Bumble on the dating app. Mm-hmm. And she had been on a date with him the night prior. The family is now suing the city of Bridgeport. They say that they did not adequately collect physical evidence from Lauren's home and refused to consider the man that she was on a date with as a person of interest. They also alleged that the police department was racially insensitive to the family and violated their civil rights. Now, the Bridgeport Police Department released a statement. They said they were awaiting the final report from the medical examiner's office on the cause and manner of death. And so, uh, but the family is saying, you know, when they found the woman unresponsive, when they found Lauren unresponsive, uh, they did not even uh, question the man that she had been with the night before. They were drinking shots of tequila when she became ill, went to the bathroom to vomit. Uh, the man told the police after she returned, they continued drinking tequila with mixers. They played games. They ate food. They started watching a movie. And at some, pi- uh, at some point during the night, Lauren's brother stopped by her home to collect clothes from her. When she came back, she went to the bathroom for 15 minutes and... Uh, the man said that she then fell asleep on the couch. He carried her to the bed, fell asleep next to her, and we woke up early that morning to use the restroom. She was snoring, and then he said he woke up a couple of hours later, and she was lying on her right side with blood coming out of her nostril on the bed, and that's when he called the police, according to the report. So the police did not notify her family of her death. Instead, the family found out a day later. They went to go visit her home, and they found a note from the landlord on the door. The mom was calling. They drove over there. They found that note from the landlord. It said, if anyone is looking for Lauren, call me. The police never reached out to the family, never even tried to. Mm-hmm. They just took her body out of the home. Sounds like a botched investigation to me. Did they, did they, have a, did they say they suspected foul play or anything? Nope. Mm. They actually said that the man she went on the Bumble date with seemed like a nice man. And not to jump to any conclusions. He must know somebody. Sounds to me like he got connections in uh, that police department. Because mm-hmm. how, how did they just get to that conclusion? With no investigation, no nothing. I don't know. I don't even understand. You just say he seemed like a nice man. And what, what, what was the young lady's name? Her name is Lauren Smithfields. Lauren Smithfield. Definitely rest in peace and condolences to her family. Man. Definitely sending healing energy to Lauren Smithfield's family. And I hope that they get the information that they need because they are demanding more of an investigation into what happened. Yeah, you want to know what happened. Like, that's, you know, that's part of the grieving process. Like, you know, it doesn't make, you know, make the grieving process any better. But just to know it, at least what happened. Imagine not even know? trying to contact the family. Question, like, you I remove I her body from the home, but you don't even try to contact anyone? No, nah, just a question. I, when you was telling the story, I was looking it up so I can see. Uh, the man, was he white? Yes. Uh, I, from, he from what I saw. And she, and she was a sister. She was black, right? Yeah, she was black. Yeah, she's black. Mm. That's why they're saying it's racial. Mm. The family. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Mm. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. 800-585-1051. Call us up right now. Um, damn, man. What a story. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
The Breakfast Club. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's DJ Envy. Uh, my name is Ernest Squish. I live in Florida. I'm having a tough time right now. I just had a seizure last night. I've been having seizures since uh, COVID started, mm-hmm. and I've lost promotions at jobs. I went from being a store manager to going all the way back to be a bottom again. My family's just having tough. Uh, I had a seizure at my new job last week, and they haven't uh, had me in the office since last week, and I haven't had a check since uh, two weeks ago. And my landlord said we got to leave by June, so I had to start a a, a GoFundMe, which is something I never thought I would have to do. But I need help. I have my two kids. I have a wife, and my epilepsy just seems to not stop. You know. And if you guys can go to my uh, gram, I have a Instagram and a Twitter page. My handle is at Papa Ibaku. That's P-A-P-A-E-B-A-K-U-U. And that's on the gram and on Twitter. And if you can just click the link in the bio, please help have you. And I'm not asking for a million dollars, you know, just so I can pay my bills and not get put out. Honestly, with my, my kids and wife, that's all I'm asking for. You know, if I just get some kind of help, I appreciate it. Got you, brother. I understand that, brother. Question, you know, you said your seizures are just starting to come up now, uh, right around now. But I, is there a reason why that it's you're starting to have it more frequently now? So, you know what? That's a good question. I had the first one uh, during uh, COVID when it first happened. Mm-hmm. And that happened because I had got a promotion to a store manager at my job. And then COVID happened in 2020, about a, um, a, a week later or so. And then my uh, job closed. They said, hey, we might open back up. We uh, might not. And they stayed closed for uh, six months. And when they did open up, they said, hey, man, we know you just got prom- promoted, but we're going to have to uh, take that away. So they uh, took away that whole position. Yeah, no, I know that. But, but so yeah. COVID, so COVID, and uh, and, and COVID caused your seizure and and not getting yeah. a, getting a promotion. Yeah. Have you spoke to the doctor why they, why they're like coming more frequently now? Day. Did you speak to a doctor to see why they're coming more frequently or no? A neurologist, I've spent like maybe um, a week at a time there, but like they can't seem to find out what's exactly triggering mm. it. They said it, uh, okay. it uh, could be stress. It could be you know being overworked because I've been like busting my ass for like my entire life working super hard and they said it, it uh, could be that but they can't really find out what but I'm like I can't just stop doing what I'm doing because I've been like working my entire life no I, I got you no, I, I can't I like it. stop you know what I'm saying well, well we're sending right. you healing energy absolutely brother. brother hopefully people you know heard your your page and, and will definitely donate to your page man hello who's this yo what's going on what's up There's brother a lot of, uh, hey get it off your chest What's going on? Um, no, I was saying I know you do the real estate thing. I was trying to see if you had any um, properties out in Norfolk, Virginia Beach, or something like that. You know what? I I don't. I've been looking at stuff over in Hampton by Hampton University. I know that the the president of Hampton is about to. Uh, this is his last year, so he has. Uh, I know okay. he owns the Harbors. I know he owns uh, Strawberry Banks. I know he owns all that stuff over there. So I'm looking in those areas over there. I, I know a lot of those college students need off camp off uh, campus living. So you and you went to Norfolk, so you know around that area, Norfolk State, Old Dominion, or Hampton, Virginia. Yeah. You got three colleges over there, so there's a lot of places where if if you fix up the properties nice, you could definitely get some some students in there. Yeah, yeah, true. I was I was looking for a place for the to live, like I'm. <laughs> 
what trying to do. Oh, I thought you was invested. Yeah, he's like, do you have a place that you can rent to me? Oh, no, 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 no. Nah, I mean, it's a military town, so you can definitely find a lot of great deals. Go to auction.com. A lot of times they have some properties that are inexpensive that just might need a little bit of work. So check out auction.com. looking for a rental right now, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to get. All right, bro. Y'all take it easy, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. I thought he was looking to invest. No. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The <laughs> Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Keontae from Gadden, South Carolina. What's up? Club. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Hey, I got four things I want to get off my chest real quick. Uh, Charlamagne, you think I can get uh, your books with your autographs? I already listened to Audible, but I just wanted with your uh, autograph. I got you, black man. Done right, deal. Um, Cowboys, I just realized, it ain't the team that we hate. It's the fans. Y'all are very arrogant. We are not arrogant, sir. We just believe in our team the way you believe in y'all. Like, I want y'all to ask y'all, I want to ask y'all a question. What are we supposed to say every year except we go into the Super Bowl? What are we supposed to say? Oh, no, we're not going to make the playoffs this year? Yes. Yeah, oh, we're going to go to the playoffs yes. and lose? No. Yes. Who does that? Do you do that with no. your life? Do you wake up every day and be like, this isn't going to work for me today, and, you know, I'm not going to have the greatest day? No. Who does that? No, but did you see how DJ Envy admits that, yeah, my Jets suck this year? He don't have no point. He said that with a four and twelve. It's my Giants, but yes, I did say exactly. That. What you supposed to say when your team I, four I and twelve? I've said the last couple of years that my Knicks suck. So yes, I, I have because they that do before. suck. You don't say that before the season. Yeah, yeah, I might have. Shut up. No, you don't. <laughs> Knock it off. Hey, and guess what? We going to the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> I got you. Hey, versus, I, you. Uh, I think R. Kelly and Usher, they can go against each other. I think Usher... I don't, I don't think R. Kelly will be there, sir. I think he'll be yeah, in no. jail still. He might have a DJ playing <laughs> his music. I, I know he's in jail, but I'm just saying he's kind of allowed to match up with Usher. He's probably not thinking about that right now. I mean, that's a fact. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's no, it's no denying that. The, the 20 songs for somebody like R. Kelly is light. It's very easy. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Drake. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Uh, what's up, Andrew? What's hey. up, Charlamagne? Peace, my guy. What's up, King? What's up, Andrew? I just got a, I just got a uh, question. Um, I, I don't know if you guys was following up with the Tasha K and um, Cardi B situation. Yeah. Oh, I did. I, I saw it yesterday. We're going to talk about it. Oh, you are? Okay. Well, um, how do you feel from a journalistic standpoint? how this is going to change things moving forward, especially in the YouTube space. I think that most people don't lie and make stories up maliciously to try to slander somebody, and you can't just make things up that you know aren't true. And she admitted that she knew the things that she was saying weren't even true. Yeah, I think y'all use words for things that uh, that don't match up. Like, you know, jur- journal- jur- journalism, you know, I-, I was having this conversation the other day, ironically. I was talking about news. There's no such thing as news anymore. CNN is in news. MSNBC is in news. Fox is in news. Because whenever your station is driven by opinion, that's not news. Correct. It's not right. news. I'm, not, I'm never a, a fan of trying to hurt somebody or, you know, cause them any type of trauma by making up stories about them. But a lot of people do, and a lot of people use it to get headlines. And That's sometimes right. you got to put your lawyers on people. I've done it a couple of times. I do it all the time. And, oh. I, and I also feel like in that particular... <laughs> I do it all the time. And I feel like in that particular case, she also, Cardi B, also asked her to take the YouTubes down. None of this would have happened. She had plenty of notice. Like, That's what a cease and desist is for. It's not yep. true. It's a lie. She wouldn't take down the videos, and she said she knew that things weren't true, but she went ahead and did it anyway. At some point, you have to put your pride to the side and apologize. And by the way, that's the difference between um, YouTube and, you know, 
being part of a corporate structure because once a corporate structure gets that cease and desist, they take that cease and desist seriously, seriously right. because they know what comes next. What Correct. comes next is the lawsuit. Correct. So if what the person said is not true or is slanderous or is liable, they got to take heed to the cease and desist. They don't take heed to the cease and desist. You get hit with a lawsuit. Right. Mm -hmm. That's and it. I, and I hate when and people you lose. look at the cease and desist like, oh, he's, he's calling the law. No, I'm protecting my name, especially when somebody is putting something that's not true. That's right. I, I've sent a zillion of them out and I've, and I've sued a zillion more people and I will continue if people... Do the wrong thing with my name. And opinion, like I said, opinion is one thing. You can have opinion, you can have critique all day long. But man, if you ain't addressing the facts and you just straight up lying and you slandering people, right. you're going to get hit. So, right, perfect so, example. That's it, that's it, that's if it. I say, I think Charlemagne has a small PP, that's an opinion. But if I say, I know he has a small uh, small PP, I mean, that's a fact. But and, 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 and when I sue you, you don't want to go to court because now you got to stand, you got to sit on the stand. And say how you know I got a small pee pee. You ain't ready to tell your wife that. Are you kidding? <laughs> you ain't ready for your kids to know all that. See, are you? See how things. Backfire? I don't want. Maybe I don't want my family to know either. See you know things, what I mean? See how things backfire. What? I'm just telling you. <laughs> how you know I got small pee pee? Right, get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need the vet, hit us up. We got rooms on the way. Well, yeah, we can start with that. We'll talk about Cardi B. She was awarded one point oh. twenty five million dollars in this defamation lawsuit against YouTuber Tasha K. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, what? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Vivica Fox was on her show Cocktails with Queens, and she did share a message from Regina King. She went to go visit her, and Regina King wanted people to hear this. She said to tell everybody that she's gotten your text the outpouring of love for her, her family, and her son. She appreciates it. It's just hard. And I just pray that what we do more than anything else for our sons, for our children, COVID and everything has got everybody in a dark spot, in a dark place. If y'all see any signs of someone being in distress or if somebody reaches out to you that's just maybe not having a good day or so, stop, take a moment to make sure that they're okay. She is surrounded by so much love, y'all. That was the beautiful thing that when I got there. Wow. Mm, mm -mm. I agree. Don't even wait for the signs either, man. Everybody just go to therapy. Everybody. Just go. And she did also conclude with a call to bring more awareness to mental illness also. Mental illness, mental health, you know, everything. Like, that's why I said, don't even wait for the signs. Just everybody just go. The same way people know that the gym is good for them, just go sit down with somebody, man. Go, go, go talk to a therapist. Go talk to somebody. Just do it. All right. Now, Jasmine Sullivan's Hotels is getting a deluxe edition <clears throat> that's going to have new songs and new stories. And so we also kind of got a preview that this was going to be happening last month. Jasmine Sullivan dropped two new songs snippets on her Instagram account. But it looks like, yes, it's happening. She told Variety, the conversation continues. I started Hotels with the idea of having open conversations as black women, and you can't put all of that into one project. There's always more to talk about. That was my favorite album of last year by far, of any genre of music. Dropping a clues bomb for Jasmine Sullivan. Still a lot of replay value. Me and the wife was riding to that the other day coming back from my daughter's cheerleading competition. Now, her label, RCA, would not talk about the exact number of new songs or stories that would appear on the new hotels, but they did confirm that her ballad from June of 2021, Tragic, featuring Maxine Waters, would be part of the new package. And uh, from what we're hearing, Ari Lennox is going to be more on it as well. So some new songs okay. for her. How oh, I miss a Maxine, Maxine Waters is on hotels. I missed that record. I said it's going to be coming out the uh, on the new deluxe version. Oh, I thought you said included, yeah, like it already from, came it's out. It's from last year, so... 
Yeah, I don't remember Maxine Waters on there. New package. All right, now Peloton is upset. They've been featured on Showtime's Billions. You know, the new season started. Mm-hmm. Now, they already didn't like that they were featured on that, uh, the new Sex in the City. Uh, what is it called again? Just Like That and Just Like That. So they didn't like that Mr. Big died following a Peloton ride. Well, I'll now, be upset about that, too. On Billions, they said they did not give them permission to use the brand on the show. They posted, we get TV shows want to include Peloton to get people talking, but to be clear, we did not agree for our brand or IP to be used on Billions or provide any equipment. As the show itself points out, cardiovascular exercise helps people lead long, happy lives. But apparently on this new season of Billions, um, somebody suffers a heart attack while riding on a bike. What's the point of using the Peloton brand? You can just use a generic bike. You don't, have, you don't have to say it's a Peloton. I don't think they say it. They're just on the Peloton. But that's what I'm saying. It. Why not yeah. cover yeah, it up? Yeah, yeah. they should have just covered it up. Most of the times on TV, they cover that. They cover those brands up. They'll unless avoid they stuff clearance. like that. Yeah. yeah, unless they get clearance. So it's just like, what's the point? Yeah, so there's a little bit of a health scare uh, there. All right, Kanye West and Antonio Brown are launching Donda Sports Brand. So according to Antonio Brown, he told Complex, we're just excited about the Donda sports brand and making this thing a competitive sports brand to the athletes. I don't think there's a lot of fashion lines for athletes wearing fashionable and comfortable clothes. So with a guy like Kanye West being able to partner with him and work with him to provide more creative genius ideas for fashion looks for athletes in general, I'm just grateful for the opportunity here soon to share what we've got with the world. And you guys are hearing it first. We got some exciting things to look forward to this year. Makes sense. Yes, and Kanye West and his Basketball Academy are also on the cover of Slam Magazine, too. I think he has the number two or three kid in the country, so yeah, it definitely makes sense, and I'm sure his team will have all that sports here. Yeah, definitely. Drop on the clues bombs for the Academy. The Academy is dope. He's doing well, too. Antonio, you're going to have to follow up with Kanye about the uh, the clothing thing. Though. Wait, you think you'll forget about it? Yeah, you got, you're going to have to keep following up about that. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. All right, now Lamar Odom has launched his own talent management company, and... According to Lamar Odom, he wants it to be like Clutch, which is Rich Paul and LeBron James's uh, talent management company as well. So here's what he had to say about it. What are your goals uh, starting with this? I know you're really young into this. Yeah, just to help, just to help as many many kids as I can, you know, so they don't have to go through the same woes um, that I went through. If I can help them and we can make some money, then why not, right? Right. <laughs> sort of like um, I'm thinking the vision I got is sort of like um. Like LeBron James and Rich Paul with Clutch Sports, that's what I want to kind of um, create a little something like that with these um, with these beautiful women in my life. Yeah, so he told TMZ Sports that he's teamed up with his manager Tonita B to kickstart Savvy Talent Management Group. I think that's smart. I, I mean, I don't know how many artists, I mean, how many athletes are signed with him, but I think it's dope. He's been through <laughs> everything. He knows he knows what it is. Like he's been through good contracts, bad contracts. He's been through the whole college thing and and, and the street basketball. So he knows. It. I think I think artists should do that as well. Yeah, I think Lamar knows a little something about basketball. Mm-hmm. I, think I think it's safe to say. I think artists should do that too. Like when an artist gets to an age where they don't put out as many records to start managing some of these younger guys. Because they've been through the effed up contracts, the effed up promoters, the tours. They've been through all of that. So they can definitely help people capitalize. All right. Now, Cardi B has won a federal libel suit with blogger Tasha Kay. She has been awarded so far $1.25 million in general damages, $250,000 for medical expenses. Tasha Kay was found liable on three separate claims and has been ordered to pay this money. Now, according to Cardi B, this all started back in 2019. She first sued her when she refused to take down these damaging posts of things that were not true. She was calling Cardi B a prostitute who dabbled in, dr- in drugs and had contracted STI. And so 
Cardi B went on the stand during the trial, testified she was suicidal during this period as a direct result of Tasha's stories that Tasha K admitted that she made up. And Yeah, I mean, I think this is a landmark case, and it should change the way folks move on these platforms moving forward. Like, you can critique, you can have your opinion, but you can't lie. And you can't slander. And all she had to do was take heed to the cease and desist. The cease and desist is a warning shot. The cease and desist is letting you know that what you're saying isn't true. And if you continue, you'll be held liable. Right. Now, this is just um, what she was sued for now. The judge also said any potential punitive damages Tasha K. My old Cardi will be determined in a future hearing. So, and if you get the cease and desist, if you get the cease and desist, like, you know, consider yourself, you know, lucky because some people go straight to the lawsuit. Correct. Yeah, you know, trust me, down. I know. Like, you want to... That's it. It's usually the start. So thirsty for views, just take it down. And you know what happens when you can't pay that money, right? When you can't pay that money, the person can garnish your wages mm. until the debt is paid. So every check that comes to you, some of that check will go to the person who won that lawsuit forever. But think about who wants to advertise with somebody that is maliciously lying on someone moving forward. I wouldn't want to advertise. Yeah, but you know what? Some like that. people don't see it like that. They see they get a, a zillion YouTube views. And, and the comments and, and the retweets. And the retweets. And then you get mm -hmm. paid off of your views. And then, you know, YouTube sometimes just put advertisers in there that you don't know on your stuff. So, you know, but that's a good point because also, you know, at some point the platforms have to be held responsible. You Correct. Know, YouTube and social media, you can't continue to let people just get on these platforms and say whatever the hell they want. If somebody is found liable for saying something slanderous on your platform and you as a platform, you know, didn't do anything about it, you, you got to get hit too. That, that's the way it works on radio and TV. That's how it should work online. All right. Well, that is your rumor reports. Yeah, absolutely right. All right. Now we got uh, front page news coming up. What are we talking about? Well, let's talk about a new campaign called Adios Cinema. And that is with the CEO of Voto Latino. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Have you heard of Butter? It's skincare created to give melanin-rich skin a flawless complexion. For a limited time, Butter's giving away samples for free. Visit butterskin.com and use code Breakfast Club at checkout. New customers only. Must pay shipping. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page. Happy news. third day of the week. Where we starting, Yeezy? Well, let us start with Voto Latino. Now the CEO. Um, Maria Teresa Kumar sat down with Rachel Maddow and talked about her group's new campaign, Adio Cinema. Uh, they're investing six figures to hold Senator, Senator Cinema accountable for her obstruction of critical voting reforms, minimum wage increases, pandemic relief for undocumented Latinos, and other reforms that would protect and uplift millions of Latinos. They said on their website, because I'm looking at adiocinema.org. Cinema's actions directly undermine and suppress the right and well-being of Latinos that elected her into office. We refuse to let cinema have the last word. Voters will have the last word. And by the way, Arizona is 32% Hispanic. So this is a huge voting block. And so here is what uh, she had to say when she sat down with Rachel Maddow. And we engaged with Senator Cinema. We were very clear on the day of the vote where we stood and what we needed her to do. We had her back when she needed us, the Latino community, and she demonstrated that even though Arizona was ground zero for the big lie, the big audit that was fabricated, that was not true, she did not take seriously this idea that voting is the essence, as and as the president said, the threshold of our democracy, where millions of Arizona and Latinos will be disenfranchised if we do not have fair, free elections at the federal level where everybody, regardless of party, is playing by the same rules. 
That's the energy. And this is why I get upset with President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. That's how they should be talking in regards to mansion and cinema. Now Biden needs to take his ass to West Virginia and Arizona to build more grassroots support to pressure mansion and cinema to do the right thing. Get down and lay down. If they're not friends, they're foes, and, and you need to act like they're foes right now. Draw a line in the sand and call them out. Well, let's see what happens in West Virginia with Joe, with Senator Joe Manchin because he represents there. Now, I saw Newsy spoke with some voters in Charleston, West Virginia, and some of them are saying, seems like he's standing up for something that he believes in, and I'm glad that he is. So I think he's doing a great job. And then somebody else said, you know, Joe's going out on a limb. He could easily just say, what? Oh, yeah, let's spend more money, and this is great. But for him to actually care about how the money's spent, it takes a lot of guts, I think, to go out on a limb like that and risk your future and getting reelected. And they're saying that's not a surprise. In that state, Donald Trump won by nearly 40 points in 2020. And so. pre- President Biden should go there and use his influence uh, to prevent the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee from helping fund, you know, Manchin's 2024 campaign. And send him a 2024 campaign. Cut the the money off. Manchin isn't up for re-election until 2024, but they did say in West Virginia it's a very conservative state. And so somebody liberal, somebody more liberal than Joe Manchin would not get elected there. Once again, use your influence to prevent the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee from helping fund his 2024 campaign. Cut the money off. When the money gets cut off, people will get the message. And 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 he, even even if you know he they'll they'll lose the state he should still publicly support a primary challenge against him. Let him let him flip parties. Go pick up more sinister seats somewhere else. All right, now let's talk about Joe Biden. He was calling. He was talking about to a Fox News White House correspondent, and this was not on video, but it was still caught um, in the video in the audible. This is funny. Feed <laughs> and it was on C-SPAN. Here is what happened. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. So the question that uh, Peter Ducey asked was uh, basically about whether or not uh, soaring inflation was going to be uh, something that was detrimental to his campaign. Don't you like to hear that from a president, though? Because all of these politicians try to act so perfect when we know they're not perfect. We know that's how they talk behind the scenes, but they still out here in this age of transparency trying to put on this illusion of perfection. I like to hear a curse word fly. But that's why, you know, I think a lot of people like Trump because he didn't care. That's right. He told somebody to kiss his ass. But he's not a politician, though. See, that's the whole point. That's true, too. He was the executive producer of Celebrity Apprentice. Correct. But I'm just saying he came off as human. Yeah. A disgusting human. A human you may not like, but a human nonetheless. I like hearing the son of a bitch. Didn't, didn't, uh, not, Barack, that, not Trump. I mean, I like hearing Biden yeah, say yeah. son of a bitch. Didn't Barack Collier? <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. Didn't Barack Collier? He called him a jackass. Jackass. That's right. That's right. He didn't know the Michael's hot. I don't, know, I don't think Biden knew the Michael's hot just now. I'm sure he didn't know. Well, President Michael's Biden hot. did reach out to Peter Ducey and, and cleared the air with him and said it's nothing personal, pal. Trump That's would what he never. said. And he said he doesn't need an apology. And the president simply cleared the air. He said, I appreciated it. We had a nice call. I don't need anybody to apologize to me. He can call me whatever he wants as long as it gets him talking. Trump would never. Okay. If the man is a stupid SOB, then he's a stupid SOB. If what he said was stupid, then it's stupid. Let it stick. All right. Period. I preferred Obama's approach to Donald Trump's approach. I like the classy. It was fake, though. Because we yeah. called him, you called him in the hot mics, calling Kanye a jackass. Well, that's when he, one time. When he thought I'm saying he was got listening. upset that one time, but and I don't think anybody never gets upset. But I do like his approach better than somebody that just says whatever and now, lies. I, I and like what gets the job diarrhea done. Diarrhea of the mouth. I, I like what gets the job done. Like the you can get the job done either way, right? I like, don't know. All right. Well, that is. <laughs> I really don't know. Your front page I'd have to compare. We'll see right. who did more for who and what. All right.
All right, let's open up the phone lines. Let's have a little fun. 800-585-1051. What's the fattest thing you've done? Fattest thing? <laughs> well, what her name was. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what kind of question that is, is that, man? Where did this, this come from? It actually comes from TikTok. 800-585-1051. Jesus Christ. Let me break it down. That no was, context, that, no nothing. I had to throw it out there. I had to get you up. I had to get you excited. Let's play. Okay, that was weird. Put on my workout clothes. Tell my husband and family that I'm going to the gym. Drive right past the gym and go to Chick-fil-A. Order the Chick-fil-A meal, everything large, waffle fry, shake. I think I even ordered a fruit cup and a cup of water. Sat in the parking lot for about an hour. <laughs> then I went to the dollar store and got a spray bottle. Uh, I filled it up with that water that I got from Chick-fil-A and I started spraying myself. Even, you know, I had to spray some in my hair, my natural hair, so it huh? just curl up like I've been sweating all in my armpits and everything. And I came home and I pretended to be exhausted. And my husband was like, hey, you want to go to Chick-fil-A? I was like, sure. So we're talking about the fattest thing you've I missed, done. I'm so confused. What the hell is happening? All right. On TikTok, people are talking about some of the fattest things they've done. Like this lady just said, instead of going to the gym, she ate Chick-fil-A. Then she got a spray bottle, sprayed herself down, went home. Her husband oh. was like, oh, you want some Chick-fil-A? And then she went back to Chick-fil-A. That's fat. So we're asking. Like this weekend That's when fat. I was in Charlotte, I for one of the nights, I ordered That's lobster fat. tail with macaroni and cheese. I ordered lamb chops. And I ordered uh, a Rasta pasta. And yes, I ate it all. No, that's fat. I, my, my, a lot of my fat stuff revolves around Chick-fil-A. Because, you know, we do Chick-fil-A Fridays in the house. And, like, you know, when I get edibles, I love the way food tastes when I'm high. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you might order the number one, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the first thing you eat. But then I order, like, the four-piece uh, chicken tender meal, large, and put that away. So, boy, when them munchies kick in around midnight, mid-12.30... Go downstairs, throw it in the air fryer, you're back at it again. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that's about 4,000 calories in a span of <laughs> goodness gracious. four hours. 800-585-1051. You will hear from you some of the fattest things I'm you've done. I'm trying to think of which thing to say, but <laughs> I love dessert. That's and I love I donuts, say. man. Something about them donuts. All right, mm. eight hundred five eight five. Why you say mm, like that? Krispy Kreme donuts? Uh! Lord have mercy. Eight hundred five eight five. Now you talking about some talking. What's the now fattest, you talking some talking? What's the fattest thing you've done? Let's talk about it. It's the breakfast club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to the breakfast club topic. Break, break it down. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're asking, what is one of the fattest things you've done? All right? 800-585-1051. Now, this comes from TikTok. Uh, on TikTok, uh, people have been sharing their fat stories, something something fat that they've done. Uh, I mean, it always involves some Krispy Kreme donuts, always Chick-fil-A, Lob fried lobster always it's always one of those or maybe all of them together it's just one of those things and if and, and, and if edibles involved it's just all bad it's just it's all bad I'm well that's funny lie. I was gonna say whenever I have edibles that's when I do the most and it usually involves any type of dessert because I love dessert and um, Philip Ashley he makes these chocolates chocolate covered cherries and so I had a whole huge box of them that I ordered and I think I ate like eight of them in a row Goodness and I had dessert <laughs> yeah I love fat things Okay, uh, you know, back in the day, you get high, you get the Sunbeam honey bun, you know, put a Snickers on top of it, microwave it for 40 seconds, and then eat it with a spoon. Lord have mercy. And, and even though I've always been lactose intolerant, sometimes you risk it all and put some ice cream on top of that thing. Man, listen, that's good eating. 
You know, I, I remember I told you about this one time. I was in South Carolina. I think it was called the, the Thunder something. Thunderbird, Florence, South Carolina. Now, it looked like a cafeteria, but the food in there was amazing. Yes. And I must have went back to that line about five times. It's a buffet. The buffet, yes. Yeah. Listen, all my fat stuff involves being high. You know what I'm saying? You get on them edibles, and I love to eat. So, you know, if, if I know I'm going to do an edible, wherever we order food, I, I'm going to order what I'm going to eat, and then I'll order something For later. that I know I'm going to eat when I get to munchies later. The problem with that is it's usually a whole other meal. It is. <laughs> you know what it I'm is. saying? It's not a snack. And, and you know meal. what's really fat? When you're eating, and while you're eating, you're like, God damn, it's going to taste good later when I'm high. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what else makes you feel fat. When you done passed out mm -hmm. from being high and drunk, and it's 12, 30, 1 o'clock, and you wake up, and you think about them leftovers, and you're like, I got to eat them now while I'm high, because they ain't going to hit the same tomorrow when I'm not. Hello, who's this? This is Dre from Hampton. Talk, talk to us, Dre. So, check, you know on the cruise, right? They always got food 24 hours, right? Right. And then they got a set dinner time. Correct. Well, I was on this cruise one time, and I got a slice of pizza from the pizzeria, and I'm heading back to my room. As I'm heading back to my room, I'm ordering room service, but I'm about to go to dinner at 5 minutes. I see the cruises do it dirty too, cause you, it's free room service, it's free food. So I do that too. I just I order some food room service just in case you don't like the dinner, right? So you so you you still good, and then you eat the dinner. I don't. I never been on a cruise. Me neither. Mm -mm. I, I don't like cruises. I don't want to be in the middle of the ocean in a boat for all them days. Hello, who's this? It's Brandon. Brandon, what's up, brother? What's the fattest thing you've done? All right, check it out. I, like so in the hood. You only got like a few choices of food, so it's pizza and it's Chinese. I figured I'd mix them together, so I bought me a spice, then walked to the Chinese store, got me some fried rice with some beef and broccoli, mm. and I took the slice out, put the beef and broccoli with the fried rice on top of the slice. Mm. Oh man, that's some good eating, King. Food on top of King. the pizza. That's some good eating, King. Ooh, was it yeah, shrimp fried yeah, rice? Yeah. Nah, it was regular fried rice with some onions. Can you imagine the shrimp fried rice on top of a slice of pizza? Lord have mercy. The mixture um, of the sauces and the taste. You eating, King? How much you weigh, bro? Thank you. How much I weigh? Yeah. I currently weigh 200. <laughs> Man, hey, I, I, I did that over the holidays. I hadn't had Chinese food in a long time. I went to uh, Chopsticks, Chopsticks in Teaneck, New Jersey. They're like a kosher Chinese restaurant. Mm -hmm. And they got them chicken egg rolls. I ordered four of them things. And I came home, my daughter asked for one, act like I ain't here. Because <laughs> I knew what I wanted to do later with that egg roll. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Kita. How are you? Good morning. Hey, Kita. What's, we, we're talking about uh, doing some fat things. Talk to us. Yes, so the fattest thing I did was made a donut burger. So it had... Oh, the Luther? Say it again. The Luther. Yes. Mm-hmm. What the hell is the Luther? Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's a hamburger patty with bacon on it, and I had, like, some extra bacon with a fried hard egg and a hash brown. And then you top it with the... Uh, the donut. The donut. Yep. Yep. That's some real <laughs> fat-ish right yep. there. That's some real <laughs> fat-ish. Yep. Y'all ain't never yes. watched the Boondocks? That was an episode of the Boondocks, the oh Luther Burgers. Thank you, Mama. I never tried it though. Every time I see it, I'm too scared of that. I ain't never got that high. All right, I'm scared of that Luther Burger, bro. 800-585-1051. We're talking about some fat things. Call us up right now. What's the fattest thing you've done? It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it, man. I know it, man. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic. Come on. 800-585-1051.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about some of the fattest things you've done. I'm not going to lie, bro. That pizza slice with that shrimp fried rice on it got me like, damn, I bet you that's amazing. And if you, like, roll the pizza up like it's a uh, like a pizza roll, like you put the shrimp and then roll it, oh, Lord. Hello, who's this? Mm. Hey, this all is well, man. Morning time to you. Peace all, all is well. Is well. Oh, man, man, I did the fattest thing ever last night. I went to Food Line, got me a box of them ice cream Snickers. I went and got me a box of the ice cream Klondike. And then I topped it off with a, a diet root beer. <laughs> you wildin'. How much you weigh, King? Why do you get the diet root beer? You might as well just go all the way in. I got it by mistake and I laughed. I thought I had it. I was in Charlemagne. I was in his town. Were you in Mouse Corner? Mouse Corner there. Come on. You went to Pickle Wiggly? Yeah. Where you went, Pickle Wiggly? I went to Food Full line? Oh, I love yeah. full line. Listen, back in the day, when man, getting a, if you had like $2 and you go into full line, you can get you a box of Lil' Debbie oatmeal cream pies and one of them big three-liter sodas for 99 cents. The generic brand now, not no name brand now. The, the food line brand. <laughs> My goodness. Yes, indeed. I did something fat. I was thinking about, oh, man, I got to call y'all back. You know, I was the originator writer of the song, Girl, You Know It's True to Y'all Boy Kevin Lyles. That's how he got on. When y'all had that, tell them why you're mad. I'm going to share that with y'all. What, Millie Vanilli? What, what, you wrote the Millie Vanilli song? Yeah, I'm from Baltimore, the Baltimore Newmarks. Come out, and I relocated to South Carolina. Well, on the credits, it say Kevin Lyles. Kevin ain't write that song. Kevin ain't did <laughs> the beats. Kevin just took the song and ran from Baltimore and got on with Def Jam. Come on, I'm here to share it this morning. I mean, it don't matter. He won. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin won. <laughs> he won. He just sold, they just sold 300. What's your name, King? 300 for the... All is well. All is well. Well, <laughs> don't sound like it, <laughs> but I appreciate you, King. Hey, yes, I'm down here. I got my trucking company. There I you go. There you go. Okay. You yeah. living? Got, got one of the biggest houses in Mount's Corner. Come on. Where you live at in Mount's Corner? I'm on old 52, man, down there from WW. Okay. Got big lots and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I know exactly where you at. Biggest house in Mount's Corner. I ain't mad at you, bro. I know exactly where you at off old 52. Well, congratulations all as well. Salute to you, King. Hey, salute to y'all. Y'all keep up the good work, man. Y'all keep it cool on the stool and keep us laughing in the morning. Come on. That's right. And remember, happiness is subjective. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people always want to put a dollar amount to happiness or, you know, what you're doing in life. Whatever you're doing in life that makes you happy and you making a living, you, you successful. Hello, who's this? Successful and happy. There you go. Hello, who's this? This is Jasmine. Good morning. Jasmine, good morning. We're, we're talking about some of the fattest things you've done. I just need to make sure this is a judge-free zone first. Of course it's a judge-free zone, judge always. Zone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in Virginia. Me and my friend, put it like this. We drove from, to put it in perspective, Norfolk State to VCU to get a to go to a ladies' restaurant that went viral for baby shower plates. <laughs> baby shower plates? What are you talking about? <laughs> she went viral. We had found her on um, we found her on Facebook, and she went viral because she was selling baby shower plates. It was like at the beginning of COVID. Oh, so you went to go find that food. When I went to go find that food. We drove from Norfolk State up to VCU. We couldn't even go sit down in the restaurant. We had to sit our fat tail. I don't even know about that. We had to sit in the car and eat the food. Was it worth it, though? <laughs> Absolutely not. I could have. I could have made that shit home. Damn. Oh, goodness gracious. But she listen, you had a out. great. You had a great experience with your friends. It was a memory, you know. It that's was right. A memory. Never that's forget. right. And, and that's what. That's what. That's what it's about. It's about food, fellowship, and and friends. That's what food is for. Isn't that what food does. Exactly. That's right. That's exactly. right. That's right. Thank you. Exactly. Hello. Who's this? It's fresh. 
Press, what up, man? We, we're talking about some real fat boy ish this morning, man. What, what, what's the fattest thing you've done? Uh, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I'm only like 160, but everybody who know me call me fat. They, they say I'm fat in spirit. <laughs> How tall? <laughs> fat, fat in spirit. spirit. I ain't gonna lie, like the fat, the fattest <laughs> thing for real, bro. Everybody say I'm really like probably six, eight, two fifty because I I do everything fat, bro. Last week I did, I ate some oatmeal because I didn't want to wait on it to cool off. I put it in the freezer for about five minutes. I don't see nothing wrong I do with that. that with pizza though. Yeah. You do that with pizza? Yeah, pizza be too hot. I just put in the, I put in a little fridge for about I maybe love pizza 20 hot. Seconds, I need it to seconds. burn my mouth. All right, so what about this? I microwave my ice cream. Now that's just ridiculous. Now nah, that's just stupid. Yeah, now, now I do microwave it a little bit if it's too hard. Now, when you put that spoon in there, yeah, you feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that now. You microwave I do that. Ice? No, no, I do that because you want your ice cream. I like you got to want it to be soft. You want that spoon to just go right through it. Yeah, you don't want it to be rock hard. I don't microwave it though. I just put it on the counter for a little while. <laughs> yeah, that's what you have to put on the yeah, counter. I don't, I don't microwave it. Nah, man, I give it about fifteen seconds in the microwave. Right, I get there. Okay, right okay, okay. All right. Well, thank you. All right. All right, man. So now y'all feel fat? Y'all hungry like I am? What's, what's the moral of the story? Man, food is amazing, bro. The, the moral of the story is, that, you know, I, I think your diet is a bank account. And good food choices are good good investments. And it doesn't sound like y'all making good investments. Like, I, I was talking about we just random things. This sounds like this some of y'all regular everyday diet, all right? So just make sure you're making, uh, you know, good food choices to make good investments. That's all. But, man, food is life. Well, I love food so much. Absolutely. Lord have mercy. We all fat. We all trans fat, bro. And we just need to accept it. Don't nobody really like eating healthy? No. No. Oh, healthy could be delicious. That's not true. Sure. It definitely is. <laughs> it don't taste like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't sure. <laughs> it don't taste like them. them sure. Them Man, the juices donuts. at Juices for Life, those like are amazing. It's like dessert. They're good. Yeah. But they taste nothing delicious. Tastes, nothing tastes good like them. Taste Mangoes. Oh, my God. I love a good juicy mango. If all this Grapes. stuff we really love to eat was healthy, like if there was, if, if Krispy Kreme donuts kept us alive, guess what we'd be eating this morning right now? <laughs> <laughs> I tried you know that. I mean? If Chick-fil-A is what gave us muscles, guess what we'd be eating this morning? You remember what I used to eat every morning up here? And I love sauteed saute spinach with garlic. Yum. All right. Well, this is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh, that fat conversation took me back, man. Took me back. You know what you could do with $5 back in the day? Like, literally, when that when, when homie called up uh, mm-hmm. about Food Line and all, all is well, you can go in Food Line. You can get a box of oatmeal cream pies. That was 99 cents. So that was like a dollar <laughs> four with tax. You can get the three liter bottle of grape soda, not the you know not the name brand, like the generic Food Line brand for Yo. 99 cents. That was a dollar oh four. So that's 208. So you still got three dollars left over. So you can go play the Street Fighter arcade game or Mortal Kombat or whatever it was back in those days. You sound like back in my wow. day. Hey, hey back in just my letting day. y'all know. I'm uh, listen. I appreciate. Number two at McDonald's was two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Three twenty four with tax. Three twenty four. Was it three twenty four? It was three twenty four with tax. It was definitely two ninety nine. I don't remember what the tax was. Three twenty four with tax. All that made me do was when to start this detox. I think I my plan was to start today. Every day I say I'm gonna start tomorrow, but I think I'm gonna start today for real after that conversation. Now on the way home they opened up a Krispy Kreme about a year ago and that light be on all the time, man. Back in the days when we were young, we're not kids anymore. <laughs> you want to hear something some crazy? Days we I, sit and wish that we were kids again. I'm not the biggest fan of Krispy Kreme like that. Well, we don't talk to you. It's too, <laughs> it's I feel like it's too, too sweet. Yeah. No, it's like it's ridiculously sweet. Never been to Disney World, never been to Lion King, don't like Krispy Kreme. Who are you? Yeah, I'm not really the biggest fan of that. Mm-mm-mm. All right, well, we got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Well, let's talk about this Hugh Hefner documentary on A&E, Secrets of Playboy. You know, that started yesterday, actually. And we'll tell you some things about sexual activities with a dog. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What happened? I'm just chewing my ball. Oh. 
All that talk of food made me hungry. That's what some rappers need to do. Chew on their balls. Because some of the balls be wax. So just chew on them. Swallow it. <laughs> Think of something else to come out of your mouth. Mm, okay. All right. Well, morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Hugh Hefner. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, A&E's Secrets of Playboy started yesterday, and a lot of people are speaking about different accusations. They're saying he recorded sexual acts without the permission of the participants. Uh, one of the women, Sandra Theodore, she was July 1977's Playmate of the Month, she said that Hugh Hefner had tapes on everybody, and Stefan Tettenbaum, who worked as a valet for Hugh Hefner in the late 70s and early 80s, also addressed these allegations in the documentary. Here's a clip of that. Hefner taped everything in his bedroom. And many men and stars and athletes came into the bedroom and had sex with these girls. Most of the time, Hefner never participated. He just watched. He wanted these girls and the stars, but many of the girls were devastated after what they were expected to do, what they were forced to do. Well, can you imagine after he had all these tapes of you having sex with different girls, what power he had over these men? Mm hmm. They said it's kind of like revenge porn. Now, there were other stories, like, for instance, Santa Theodore notably alleges that she once walked in on him engaging in sexual activities with her dog. She said, I walked in on him with my dog and I said, what are you doing? I was shocked. He made it seem like it was just a one-time thing and that he was just goofing off, but I never left him alone with my dog again. Another bestiality allegation uh, has to do with porn star Linda Lovelace. According to reports, they're saying that she allegedly was coerced into performing oral sex on a German shepherd. Now, according to these reports, they said all the guys were laughing when Linda got out of the limousine. She was drunk and drugged. They got her so messed up that they made her give the German shepherd oral sex. They said this is despicable. Ooh, it's disgusting when you think about all the things. And there's so many different people speaking out about uh, things that he did. Mm -hmm. So if you guys want to watch that, like I said, that's on A&E. But it's, it's Hugh Hefner in the Playboy Mansion. I thought it was known it was freaky stuff going down at the Playboy Mansion. Like the Playboy house historically has been about women exchanging sex for money willingly. And I remember when everybody you know, thought the Playboy Mansion was all fun and games until uh, the young lady came out and said she was having sex with Hefner for money. What was the young lady's name? Kendra? Kendra Wilkinson, I mm -hmm. think it was. Kendra Wilkinson. And she was like, she was having sex with, you know, uh, this 80-year-old man for money. And I remember everybody was making jokes like, why, why else would you be having sex with an 80-year-old man? I honestly didn't, I didn't think it was like, like that. Like, I, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a, a big bachelor, big pad. And a it was a bunch, bunch of people. A bunch of freaky stuff. Going, I didn't know what was going on. I just thought it was a bunch of freaky yeah. stuff. So when they say secrets to the Playboy Mansion, it's like... That was a terrible secret. Well, I didn't expect the dog stuff. Well, did you stuff. hear any of these stories? I didn't know all yeah. of these stories. Man, that's for TV, man. And I, listen, it may or may not be what? true, but listen, we know these networks are only doing these docs for ratings and revenue. They aren't trying to help anybody heal. I don't think they actually care about these women trauma. This is about ratings and revenue. That's sensationalism for television. It could be true, could be not true. Who I knows? mean, there's a lot of different stories that people are, are telling, and they're talking about different things like, uh, you know, being coerced and having sex, being drugged and not knowing what was going on, and then these revenge porn tapes. Yeah, and, it's the play, it's the Playboy Mansion, though. Like, all of this stuff been going on for years. I'm just wondering, like, why now do they start, 
you know, doing these things. Well, there were, there, there were definitely lawsuits against him before he died. Mm-hmm. And he he's dead now. So now people are able to speak their truth. And if this is their truth and this is what they're saying happens, happened, a lot of this you know, is I don't know what they get out of it. Yeah. A lot of it is sensationalism for TV. I can't say I wasn't there. Neither can I. So but I, I, can, I, I know television. I can't say it's true or not true, but... I'm not going to take away from anybody's story. But right. I just I just don't want people to think that, you know, a lot of a lot of these things aren't to help anybody heal is what I'm saying. They are cashing in on a lot of people's trauma. All right. Now, Megan Good, meanwhile, is talking about the healing process that uh, divorce has taken her through. She was doing a Twitter spaces conversation with XO Nicole. And here's what she had to say. We do have it's oh, okay. been we for have sure that. one of the most if not the worst most painful thing I've ever experienced in my life to be honest mm-hmm. um, but you know even though I've been grieving for months and months and months and months and I've been in process since the end of August since right after my 40th birthday and I think I surprised myself in realizing that I still am that person I still am optimistic I still am hopeful for the future I still maybe this isn't a chapter but I do feel that this is my next act. All right. She said it was one of the most painful experiences that she's ever gone through. Mm. And that is your rumor report. Fuzzy, we are going to get that on in the next hour. I promise you. Fuzzy and Q. Yes, and Q. All right. And that is your rumor report. All right. Now, who are you giving your donkey to, Charlamagne? Oh, man. We need Rebecca Lynette Taylor to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with them. This is the, this be the strange things to me. When we know people, you know what? We'll talk about it for after the hour. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. It's time to wake up. Yeah. It's The Breakfast Club. Angela Yee here, and my friends at the General Insurance give you quality car insurance for less. Check out their affordable rates and flexible payment options by calling 800-GENERAL or visiting thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee, some restrictions. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. Donkey, that's pretty fun. Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Lucky of the day for Tuesday, January 25th goes to a 49-year-old Texas woman named Rebecca Lynette Taylor. Now, Texas, I done told y'all, okay, there's a tier of crazy states. We all know who the number one seed and two seed is because what has your Uncle Charlotte been telling you on this radio for years? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx, and all of Florida, okay? But number three is Texas, all right? And if stories like this keep happening, y'all might start challenging the Bronx for the number two seat. Now, if you come from a certain environment, then you know about uh, claiming someone else's kids on your taxes. All right, I'm from Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Drop on the clues, Monk's from Monk's Corner, all right? In the country, we call it carrying someone else, cheering on your taxes. All right, do people still do that? Is that still a thing? I don't even know if that ever really worked or was it just something people would say, but if it was a thing, okay? You know, loan me a kid. Let me get this cash. I'll break you off and you keep it moving. Envy. Your, your child is not really my dependent, all right? He don't live in my house, all right? I'm just trying to get some extra cash, all right? Well, Rebecca Lynette Taylor is trying to do more than that. She's trying to put some money in your pocket for your child, but she also wants the child. 
You can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to KETK NBC for the report, please. All right, new tonight. A woman is in jail after allegedly attempting to purchase a child. Rebecca Taylor of Crockett. A woman has accused Taylor of approaching her at a Walmart and asking how much it would cost to buy her son. This is bizarre. According to the messenger, the woman says she tried to laugh it off, but Taylor insisted, later following her out to the parking lot, offering up to $500,000 for him. Law enforcement officers say they have surveillance footage of the parking lot encounter and that it matches Taylor's appearance. Now she's been charged with the sale or purchase of a child, which is a third degree felony. Wow. Rebecca said forget buying kids off the black market or from some trafficking ring. She's just straight up walking up to folks in parking lots asking to buy the kids. All right. This woman needs to be questioned and investigated because we've all seen get out. Okay. What the hell is the reason this woman, Rebecca, would say the child was the perfect fit? That's what she said. She told the mother the child was the perfect fit. And her and another woman who was with her started calling the child by his name. And Rebecca has bonded out and faces a minimum of two years and a maximum of 10 years in jail, as well as a $10,000 fine. That's all? All of that seems too damn light, all right? This isn't normal behavior. Remember that movie, Minority Report, where they used to charge people for the crime they were thinking about doing? That needs to apply here. What the hell you wanted this little boy for? Perfect fit sounds like you building something, all right? And I want to know what the hell you building. That woman, Rebecca, should not be allowed to walk the streets without us figuring out what the plan is, okay? I also want to know, has this worked before? All right. It had to. You don't just randomly walk up to a person and ask to buy their children unless it's worked before. And you just riding around with two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in cash and offered up to five hundred thousand. No, no, no. Houston County Jail. You got to call her back. All right. Go get her. This isn't right. Something not right. Go search her house. OK, Hansel and Gretel and Jamal and Imani all might be in that house getting fat, about to get eaten, about to get sold for parts. And y'all acting like this is normal. What I don't understand about the world we live in is nobody cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining, but nobody cares about the truth when it's not celebrity attached to it. If, th if there was some type of celebrity attached to this story, people would be looking at it through a different lens. But since there's no celebrity name attached to it, folks hear a story about Rebecca Taylor trying to buy a whole child in a parking lot for $500,000. And it's like, eh, we are a strange people, but not as strange as Rebecca Taylor. Could you please let Remy Ma give Rebecca Taylor the biggest hee-haw? Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, you dumb. Now, I know what some of y'all thinking. What's that? Catch me on the right day, these kids getting on my damn nerves, you might feel like negotiating. All right, but no, <laughs> this is wrong. <laughs> but this had to have worked before. It had to. You don't just randomly walk up to somebody, you got 250, you know, grand in your car in cash, and you offer another half a million if this didn't work before. Y'all out here just selling y'all cherry? So let's let's open up the phone lines. If they caught you on a bad day. Man, come on now. What? This is ridiculous. 885-1051. This is a real topic? <laughs> Would you sell your kid? I'm just asking. Oh I'm just gosh, just clear, no, I'm going to tell you why this is a valid question. It's a valid that. question because clearly this has worked before. This wasn't her first time doing this. Let me be honest. So you think Clearly. she has a bunch of children she purchased at May, home? I think so. That's why we need to go search the house. Let That's what I honest. just said. That's Let why you got to go check on that house to make sure. There should be some investigating happening here. Last week, my wife was out and I had the baby, the newborn, right? You tried to <gasps> sell the child? Seven weeks. Not that one. But I told the kids, do not come in this room. Daddy's putting the baby to sleep. Right when the baby went to sleep, right when it was, she was in her deep sleep and I could finally get her off of me, 
The kids kicked down the door. Boom! Daddy! 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 At that point... You started thinking about how much you done invested in them? <laughs> I might have. If that lady would have been at my door right now, I'd be like, which one you want? Which now, what one? if? Now what about people who got, like, packs of churn? Like, 10 or better? What? What you mean? I'm just saying. Ten, if you got 10 or more kids, you sell, know what I'm saying? Sell one. That's what I'm saying. How much? I'm asking. Would a half a million do it? Hmm. That's the question. The question is, would you have sold your kids if you got 10, for you half a million dollars all, if you got the you offer? You probably don't know all the names if you got 10. Man, you got, come on. If you know all the members of Wu-Tang Clan, you know all the names of your kids. You should. And by the way, if you don't know all the names of your kids, you should sell one. Because you clearly don't care. <laughs> 800-585-1051. Call us up. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out, pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Hey. Power 105.1. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right, now Charlamagne gave dog here today to who? Uh, Rebecca Lynette Taylor. Rebecca Lynette Taylor is a 49-year-old woman who walked up to another woman in a parking lot and asked to buy her child for $500,000. She said she had $250,000 in cash in the car at that moment. And she told the woman that, you know, her, her child will be a perfect fit. I don't even know what the hell that means. All I know is the Houston County Jail let her out of jail, and she only got like a, a what did she get? I forgot what she get. What the sentence was like? Oh, what did she get? Oh, it's, she's facing a minimum of two years and a maximum of ten years in jail, as well as a ten thousand dollar fine. All of that seems too damn light. But the reason we're asking this question is because she's done this before. Uh huh. You don't just walk up to somebody in a parking lot and randomly ask to buy their kid if it has not worked at some point in life before. Correct. So, I agree with you. So what's the question we're asking? Uh, would you sell your kids? Now, you know, we, uh, we we sit here and joke, but some people, maybe they would. Because you think about it, you catch you on the right day, these kids getting on your nerves, you might you might think about negotiating. You probably wouldn't really do it, but you think about it. And I tell anybody all the time, if somebody take my kids, they probably going to return them, man. Because my kids ask so many goddamn questions. Why are you making a left? Why is the sky blue? Why are we making a right? Where are we going? How long till we get there? They go ask. <laughs> and by the way, this could be our inner trauma talking. Because, you know, I know when I was a child, my daddy definitely said, let's kill him and get the insurance money. Now, whether he was joking what? or not, I was bad. So you know, I was a little badass little boy. Now, whether he was joking or not, no, I don't know. Don't but, say it's our trauma. But that my all, daddy never said, let's kill his I boy. Said I said, my inner trauma. Goodness gracious. I said, my inner trauma. It's probably my inner trauma talking. You know what I mean? But, yo, that's something my pop said to me when I was young. He probably was joking. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Got one co-worker here that's pop said, let's kill him and get the insurance money. I got another co-worker whose parents didn't take him to Disney. But, listen to what what you, but you don't even know what you just said. Listen to what you just said. You just said you told your kids, somebody take my kids, they'll bring your little bad ass back. <laughs> What kind of trauma you think that put into them? Yeah, you're right. Mine is true. That's why my ass in therapy now. <laughs> All right, let's well, let's go, go to the phone line and see who's their kids. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Miss Mariah. All right, go, good morning, Malaya. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. You selling your kids? Look at you giggling because you already know. <laughs> yeah, I'm selling them. I mean, it ain't like you keeping them. What you mean <laughs> it ain't like you keeping them? What are you talking about? For a hundred thousand, how much you say? She said five hundred thousand. So you would sell one of your children for five hundred thousand. <laughs> she just said a hundred thousand. Hey, how, they gonna bring them back anyway, so I really don't matter. <laughs> how do you spell your name, Malaya? <laughs> why? Why you write your name down? <laughs> how do you spell your name, Malaya? M A R I A A. What's your last name? 
Carrie. Carrie? Malaya. Okay, Malaya, Carrie, your ass. <laughs> I, you, you, know, you know I'm calling diapers on you. Whoever, whoever your child protective services is in your local region, Malaya, Carrie. <laughs> you wrote it down, though. Hello, who's this? This is Sunny. Sunny, good morning. Good morning. So happy to be on. Good What's morning, Sunny. Kids? Well, honestly, I have a seven-year-old boy that will talk you into your grave. So, um, honestly, if a woman walked up to me, my son, before I could even say anything, would jump right in front and be like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and mommy, please don't tell me. I used to joke with him all the time because he, he, he talks so much and will debate you down. I, I say, hey, if anyone tries to walk up to you, make sure you scream, let someone know right away. But honestly, if they did get you in the car, they probably circle the block and drop you right back off. <laughs> Sonny. As as the woman with the money, I would I would offer her to, to make a carbon copy here. I can make you one just like them. Let's use that. <laughs> carry them and everything. You don't think this is weird that this woman tried to buy this woman's child? No, that is insane. That is insane. I would res respond the same way. I would call the police. You know, because clear, just like um, you guys said, I don't think this is the first time that this woman has done this before either. And that, makes, right. that makes it even more um, concerning. That's um, right. Well, thank you, Mama. Thank you. Have a 800 585 Everybody saying the same thing. You take my kids, you're going to bring my kids back because you're going to be tired of my kids. That's traumatizing. This. Because think about it, because that makes a child feel like so the only reason you keeping me is because I'm your actual child. <laughs> you have an obligation to me. Obligation. People that ain't got no obligation to you, man, take this little boy or girl back. <laughs> 800-585-1051. Now, Charlamagne gave Donkey today to who? Rebecca Lynette Taylor, who I cannot believe is walking the streets right now, uh, facing two years and a maximum of 10, as well as a $10,000 fine after trying to buy somebody's child in the parking lot. She had two fifty dollars in cash in the car. Mm. And another. she said, I got another two fifty dollars for you. If you let me get the baby right now, the baby's a perfect fit. Right. It wasn't even a baby. It was a little boy. My goodness. All right. Would you sell your kids? That's what we're asking. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call me. Add your opinions to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne gave Donkey today to who? Uh, Donkey of the Day went to Rebecca Lynette Taylor. Okay, Rebecca Lynette Taylor is a woman who walked up to another woman in the Texas parking lot and asked to buy the woman's child for a, uh, a quarter million dollars. She actually offered a half a million, but she had a quarter million in the car. All right, so we're asking, would you sell your kids, all right? Now, Angela Yee, hmm? would your dad sell you? Now? No, before. When oh, I was like, no. Um, I would hope not. She had 250000 in the car, though, for real? Yes. Yep. Like in cash, they saw yes. it? So imagine your pops, right? Somebody come to your pops when you were a kid and say, I got 250000 right now. You think your dad will sell you? I think he probably tried to figure out a way to get the money and keep me. Mm. Okay. Now, if you do rob that w woman, are you justified? It's, it's like robbing a drug dealer. That's what I'm saying. They can't call the police That's what I'm saying. Right? Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Clive. Hey, Clive. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Would you sell your kids, Clive? Well, it depends. Like you said, if, if the situation is right... What's your name? Kids are being annoyed. What's, what's your name? Clive. Clive. What's your last name? Where you calling from? I'm calling from Florida. What part of Florida? <laughs> Broward. Broward? 
Yes, sir. Why are you taking this info, man? Let me look up the Child Protective Services in Broadway, Clyde Florida. Clyde joking. Clyde, we know you joking, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We, I don't know. 500,000? 500, wow. <laughs> Goodbye, Clyde. Wow. <laughs> Have a good day, guys. You okay, Broward County, Florida, Child Protective Services. Clive is his name. Might just want to look him up. Oh, man. What's the moral of the story? Uh, the moral of the story is Rebecca Lynette Taylor needs to be in jail right now. She they should have not let her out of jail until they properly investigated the situation. This is not normal behavior. As the young woman called up here and said, it's predatory behavior. And if somebody walks up to you and offers you 250000 and a half a million dollars for your child, and then they get out and they're only facing two to ten years as well as a fine of $10,000, how is that normal? That's not normal. How can you just, how? How is that just something that you let somebody out for? That's not normal. I need to go investigate this woman to see what the hell is going on. And she should be investigated. And You know um, why she's not being investigated? Guess what ratio <laughs> Clear Caucasian. White. Okay? All right. Come on, man. All right. And shout out to all my kids. I know my kids listen to on the way in, in the school in the morning. I wouldn't get rid of Very y'all. Very traumatizing. I love y'all. And we got rumors on the way, Yes, and we'll be talking about Kanye's Hollywood Unlocked interview. The whole thing has been released. It's a 45-minute conversation. I'll tell you what he said. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. And just me only. Yeah. Girl, you Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's try Paul Wall again. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Hey, well, Paul Wall recently did an interview with the Fact Podcast, and he talked about what he learned about his dad. He said his, his he didn't know his dad. His dad left when he was only five or six, and listen to what he found out. Did you did you know your dad, though? Uh, growing up, you know, he left us when I was about five, six years old, um, and I never knew what happened other than my mom would always have me and my sister paranoid that we were about to get kidnapped. My biological father, he was a child molester, a serial child oh. molester. He ended up uh, kidnapping a girl. He when she was a he started a you know relationship with her when she was you know twelve years old, thirteen years old. Then when she became fourteen or fifteen, he married her. Cut the and they wow. went to Canada, and that's the last time I seen him. Mm. Wow. I can see why the mom would have them paranoid and be nervous that one day the dad was going to come and kidnap them. It was definitely warranted. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, Kanye did his Hollywood Unlocked interview. There were a lot of different things that he talked about. Uh, Amongst the things that he talked about was Drake and Drake doing the set list for their concert. They watched you and Drake. By the way, you tricked him into a versus battle on your beat. No, I did not, man. He wrote, man, come on, man. This man wrote my, wrote my set list. That was for the free Larry Hoover benefit concert that happened last year. Now he also. No, wait, wait, wait. I was always curious with that. So did the money that they made go to fighting the uh, attorneys for fighting for Larry Hoover, or was it just I Larry Hoover? No awareness? idea. Yeah, I think that money was supposed to go there, but I think the money for the merch he got to keep because that merch was expensive. Okay. All right. Now he also talked about uh, Kim's sex tape and how he managed to get that sex tape for her. You know how you gonna bring me to SNL? and kiss the dude you dating right in front of me. And everybody's like, oh, that's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. After I went and went and got the laptop from Ray J myself that night, right, and then got on a red, I met this man at the airport, came back, and then 
I gave it to her and she cried when she saw it. You know why she cried when she seen that laptop? It represents how much people didn't love her and they just saw her as a commodity. And now that, that was supposedly an unreleased sex tape. Okay, right, yeah, the part two that yeah, everybody was talking about. A part two. And so at first they had said that that was not in existence, but now Kanye is confirming there was a part two for that sex tape. Now Kanye goes on to talk more about Kim Kardashian. He said there were two things that he wanted from her. It's two things I said. Tell her security not going to be in between me and my kids. And also tell her don't have my daughter wearing lipstick on TikTok or don't have on TikTok at all if I don't approve that. And I said it after it was done without me knowing. And then it happened again. So I feel like it's some poking the bear trying to antagonize me or create this like crazy narrative because to say someone is crazy they're trying to take the power away <sighs> he also said that um he was trying to go to the house and he said i took my kids back i'm driving them and north is like i want you to come upstairs and see something he said i'm hearing that the new boyfriend is that is in the house he said he couldn't go there because of that uh now he goes on to talk about that maga hat did you ever reconcile why people were upset about you wearing the hat though? Yeah, you know what? I will say I take responsibility for the, the fact that it hurt their feelings, mm -hmm. that it hurt people's feelings, you know? And I also say, I believe now that people, not just black people, just across the board, they're realizing like, yo, you have to let yay be yay. And then he goes on to say that he did want to meet with Bernie Sanders. He's upset Bernie Sanders met with Cardi B and not him. You know, like, there, it was funny, I always wanted to meet with uh, Bernie Sanders, and he refused to meet with me. Mm. But I always thought that there were things that he agreed with that the earlier administration agreed with also. This was before you were with Trump or after? This is just around the time when I was wearing the red hat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Bernie met with Cardi, but wouldn't meet with me. And, you know, I just felt like, if, if, I'm, if I'm this polarizing of a character, why not meet with us? Well, Bernie didn't meet with Cardi. They did an a, interview. A interview on Instagram Live. Look, In I'm, Detroit at the nail salon. Shout out to the 10. Salute to uh, Jason Lee and Hollywood Unlocked, man. I'm, I'm not mad at anybody for expressing themselves. It's your story. Tell everyone you want your story. But what's the point of airing out family business? Like, why invite all these other people to have an opinion on you and your family, your ex-wife and your kids? Like, if you want to talk about that, talk to your therapist. You and Kim go get some counseling so y'all can come to terms on how to properly co-parent. But airing all that, airing all that out in the interview... Now you got people judging your family, talking crazy about the mother of your child, you stressing her out, and why? Well, Kim's not talking about it. He is. That's my point, but still, mm. that's, that's his family, she too. Might right, go with, she the might way not want to go with him to counseling. She might, separation, I don't F with you no more. I didn't she say might, Kim was talking to uh, public. Y'all listen, I said, Kanye, why are you airing this out? No, you said y'all should go. She might not want yeah, to go to counseling. Yeah, go to counseling, not, not air it out Separate. in the interview. Yeah, no, are, are together to figure out how to co-parent. Yeah, they got kids. You, hear, you don't hear Kim say it directly. You just hear sources close to the Kardashians say. Uh, what, and that's how it always comes out. Well, what happens if Kim starts airing out? What do you think she knows? What if Kim starts airing out dirty laundry on Kanye? Then what? She, I, I don't think she would do that because that ain't P. R.G. So you're saying, Kanye's not, you're saying Kanye's not P? That ain't P. She's K. R.G.
That ain't no letter. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that See, is. Y'all play too much. See, y'all play All too right, much. now 50 Cent and Mona Scott Young are producing hip hop homicides for We TV, and Van Lathan is going to be hosting okay. it's an unscripted series, and it will look into the staggering number of unsolved murders in the hip hop community in an attempt to uncover details of what really happened. It's an eight part series. It'll air later this year on AMC Network's We TV, as well as the streaming service All Black. I'm dropping the clues bombs for 50 and Mona Scott and Van Lathan. I wonder if they're gonna do a different, uh, a different show every. Ep- I mean, a different uh, uh, situation every episode. Mm-hmm. That would make sense, right? Yeah, it makes yeah. sense there's, because there's a lot of unsolved murders and unsolved. Yeah, I hope they do ones me. that we 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 not familiar with. Like we you know we've we've I think they've exhausted Biggie and Pac. Don't you think? Yeah, there's so many other ones, too. And there mm-hmm. might be some from artists that are regional that may not have gotten that national acclaim. Mm-hmm. So that could be interesting, too. All right, well, that is, and maybe help solve some of those crimes. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, well, let's get to the mix. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Isaac Hayes Third. What's up, brother? What's up? What's up? The last time you, you checked doing? in, you were telling us about your platform fan base and uh, you were allowing uh, our listeners to invest into the company. We're doing it again. We are raising another $2.6 million on Start Engine. Uh, you can go to startengine.com slash fan base to invest. We've already raised a million dollars in like three and a half weeks, and I'm stopping at $2.6 million. Wow. All right. So now maybe somebody didn't see the first interview. So let's give a refresh on fan base yeah. and what it is. So Fanbase is a social media platform that allows anybody to monetize their content the moment they join. So it's free to join, doesn't cost any money, but you can decide that if you want to have subscribers or followers, you can have both on the same page. People subscribe to you and people can also love your posts, which is virtual currency that users buy and you get about half a penny per love. So it's a great way to monetize your content. Now, for people that don't know, you know, you raised money last time. People will say, well, where's the money going, Isaac? What are you doing with the money? Well, it takes a lot of money to scale platforms. I mean, you got to think uh, platforms like TikTok and Instagram have billions of dollars worth of resources to continue to scale and build the platform. And so right now we're just scaling, adding users, you know, having a great time building the company. We're growing pretty fast. As you can see, the world is evolving and kind of coming around to where fan base is. Other platforms are starting to mimic um, kind of what we laid the ground to do. And so that's where we're at with it. We got to scale. Now, I saw on TikTok, there was a lot of outrage about Black creators not even making the list, even though a lot of uh, TikTok dances and things are based on Black creators. Uh, so can you speak on that also? Yeah, I know, I'm sorry you yeah. said For sure. We're like we're like in a, in a crisis right now. I think that the fact that no Black women are in the top 100 of TikTok creators, period. Um, and then there are about eight to 10 black men and most of them are already famous celebrities. And so what people got to understand is, um, I don't care how much TikTok promotes in the U S that company is in China. That is an algorithm that is in China. They have very poor data on people of color and their overall goal is to, um, cater to the larger audience of white consumers in the United States of America. So there'll never be the opportunity really for black creators to shine on a platform that is focused on ads and serving a greater audience of people um, that are not of color. Well, question, how do you make money? I know how you make money on fan base. How do you make money on TikTok? Like, isn't it like sponsorships and endorsements and everything else? Not like TikTok's paying you. Well, TikTok has a, it still has a creator marketplace. 
But the issue with that was um, in like June of last year, this young creator by the name of Ziggy Tyler noticed that the platform was very racist in the sense that you could put in, um, I want to support white supremacy and it would allow you to monetize and brands to come and pay you for that. If you put anything black, black success, black culture, black people, it would say it was a threat and not allow you to monetize um, via the creator marketplace. And it's still up to this day. They really haven't changed that. So um, TikTok really doesn't provide a way to, to monetize your content in that fashion. A lot of platforms are trying to, but they don't do it. That happens a lot. You know, like my, my, my first book, uh, Black Privilege, is banned in a lot of jails because of that same reason. They said that it's a, a, a threat and it I, it, I don't know, it encourages b black people to be supremacists or something crazy like that. I mean, if we don't control the infrastructures of the platform that we make popular, then we'll never have a great opportunity. The difference between fan bases, fan base is black founded, um, it's black owned, but it's not black only. And it's for anybody to use. But the, the importance of it being black founded is we're gonna make sure that people like us, you, Young people are not suppressed, marginalized. Our content is not exploited to the greater good of a platform that does not return the favor in highlighting creators that make the platform popular. That's that's the problem. Like we're really, you know, I've seen, you know, I saw when Adam came on here with Instagram and I saw, you know, I see people talk about TikTok, but those people do not own those companies. Um, they work for those companies and they do not understand the real deficit that black creators have. And if they do understand, they really do nothing about it because they have to serve the greater good of focusing on their advertising audience, which pays the bills, which makes a lot of money for these platforms, um, rather than the user itself, which is what fan base focuses on. Now, I was gonna ask you, when it when it comes to it, you know, a lot of people with, with all these social media platforms, you know, they put a lot into it, right? They put their life, they build their pages, they use it as promotion, they use it as a tool, and then something happens and they lose their page. And they can't yeah. get anybody on the phone. They can't email anybody. Is that different with fan base? Because I tried to log in my my fan base, and it says, uh, "Come back when you're 13 years old." Because right now, <laughs> <laughs> well, stop lying about your age, envy. So I, I can't even log uh, on to my fan base right now because they said I'm not 13 yet. But I'll get there. I'm almost 13. But you know, is no, there is there an easy way for people to, if they have problems, to get in touch with somebody that can actually help them? Yeah, we have amazing customer support at Fanbase, um, even though we're a small company, we really get back to people. But the part that you mentioned about people like getting their accounts banned and stuff like that, let me let me explain something to everybody because I think we should have a deeper conversation about creator economy. It's great, and I'm, I love the fact that I'm raising money, which is important, but the creator economy conversation needs to be had. Number one, let me explain this to you. Instagram is in competition with its user base. Let me explain that again. Instagram is in competition with its user base, meaning why would they give you for free what they're charging companies to have that type of visibility? If you have 20 million followers, why would they let you reach 20 million people for free when they charge companies to reach 20 million people? Shadow ban, shadow ban and break it all down. But listen, if, if okay, Beyonce got 200 million followers, right? This is a great example. If Beyonce could reach 200 million people, the brands would come directly to Beyonce and pay her and not pay Instagram, mm -hmm. right? So they smush that down to a segment about three to 4% of your following, and then they allow you to, those people to see your content because that's why Instagram is in competition with its user base. They can't let you have the same visibility that they pay for. Think about this. Wow. Uh, 14 million people, right, is the equivalent of Sunday night football on NBC, brands mm -hmm. pay half a million dollars for 30 seconds of airtime during Sunday night football. So imagine if Beyonce could reach 200 million people, what brands would pay her, 
right? Did, she wouldn't even did, have to sing no more. Did that just start though? Because I realized in the last year, they call it, mm -hmm. I guess, shadow banning, where they block your posts from going out if there's keywords, I guess, party, follow me, or endorsements, or whatever it is. And I, and everybody's been talking about it and saying it's 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 pretty effed up. Yeah. So let me explain this to you. If I'm a very conservative company and I'm about to spend five or ten million dollars running ads on Instagram and I tell Instagram, I don't want any Black Lives Matter content running next to my posts because you're wasting my ads. I don't want any LGBTQ content running next to my posts because it's going to be a waste of my dollars and ad spend. What do you think Instagram's going to do? They're going right. to turn down the Black Lives Matter. They're going to turn down the LGBTQ, run those ads. And then when the ad is the ad campaign is done, they'll turn your visibility back up. That's right. I mean, they have to, they have, they have to cater to the larger audience of uh, companies that are advertising to people. So they're definitely going to do that. I mean, they made $86 billion. Facebook and Instagram made $86 billion in ad revenue in 2020. They're not going to abandon that business because what's, what Black Lives Matter that, posts come out. What stops fan We're not ad based. So we're not ad based. We're a rev share model, right? So we don't worry about ads because we want to give you as much visibility as you can have. If you have a hundred, if you have a hundred million followers on fan base, we're going to send your content to a hundred million people because if you make money, we make money. That's the point. It's a rev share model. We want high visibility for our users on fan base. And that's important. We haven't been here. Like this is, this is like, and if you notice, I'm going to talk my, I'm going to talk my talk for a minute. Um, Patreon's been around since 2013. OnlyFans has been around since 2016. But as soon as a Black-owned tech startup comes along that allows people to invest and have equity and monetizes content for our users, now all of a sudden everybody cares about Black creators, everybody wants to offer subscriptions, everybody wants to monetize content for users because they see that finally there's a platform that serves the entire audience, not just white people or Asian people, but Black people, all the people together, and it's offering the opportunity for them to make money and have equity in the company. So they're, they're a big concern. They have calls for concern. Sir. Tell them where you can uh, donate again and invest again, I should say. This is not a donation. It's an investment. investment. Thank you. Um, StartEngine.com slash fan base. The minimum to invest is $250. Uh, come on board and, and let's change history. Anybody. I don't care if you if you in the TikTok world, Instagram, Twitter world, white, black, Asian. We are in 170 countries. Get you some equity and leverage and help build a platform where you actually have a part ownership in. That's the most important part. All right, shout to Isaac Hayes the third uh, for joining us this morning, and he fixed my fan base account already, so I'm good. Oh, money that was now. quick. So you're not 13 anymore. I'm not 13. I was 12. I'm not 12 anymore. No, that's what happens when you know the owner. Yeah. When you know one of the owners of a, one of these social media you're apps, right. you can get things like that done. So when all you people call me sometimes, like, "Yo, can you call Instagram?" I, I don't, I, I don't really know the owner like that. But fan base, I could call him immediately. Like, I, don't I know the owner. Phone. I know Adam, and yeah. you know, none of us know the owner. I don't yeah, know. I know Adam, and you know <laughs> some other people there, but I don't, you know. I and shout to Audible, all right? Now, everyone talks about New Year's resolutions, but why is it like that? Instead of giving stuff, why not make time for things that matter to you? Like Audible stuff, like my book on Audible. And Charlamagne, I'm sure you you are into Audible heavy. Oh, man, I love Audible. Um, shameless plug, some titles I would tell you to go listen to on Audible is We've Got Answers uh, by me. Okay, I went and I got nine brilliant black people, nine brilliant black people that I trust to answer any questions that white people have. Nina Turner is on there, Tamika Mallory, Teslin Figaro, um, David Banner, Nuri Muhammad, a lot of different people. So go check that out. And salute to uh, the homie Anita Kopax. Make sure y'all go check out Shallow Waters, man. Uh, it's a fictional story about the Yoruban deity of the sea, Jimmy Yah. 
and it's available on Audible right now as well. I, I love Audible, man. I don't have time to, you know, sit down and read books like I used to, even though I still love turning those pages. But when I'm in the car, I put on Audible. So start listening to things that matter to you today. Sign up for a free 30-day Audible trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? All right, listen, the positive note is this. Um, first of all, I want to tell everybody, make sure you scream The God's Honest Truth on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, that's the first season of my late-night talk show. All 12 episodes are up there right now, available for screaming. And the positive note is simply this. Good intentions are useless until they are expressed in appropriate action. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?